All right, man. Welcome to the Two Ninety Mo Podcast. I appreciate your time. If you could introduce yourself to my viewers and listeners. Of course, of course. What's up, everybody? My name is Noor, uh, Chicago artist. You can find me at Music by Noor at all platforms. That's N O O R. Um, yeah, from the city, doing hip hop, R and B, pop, a little bit of everything. You know, just uh, trying to make the world a little brighter out there. Mm-hmm. That's 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 always a good thing, man. Because the world can always use some brightness, 100%, 100%. man. Especially in these days and times. So. Uh, <laughs> Recently, you know what I'm saying, I start the interview out one of two ways, you know okay. what I'm saying, I start from the beginning, or if I feel like they got a, the, who I'm talking to has an interesting yeah. name, I like to know name, background, you okay. know what I'm saying, yeah, where yeah. it's from, so I want to start with the name, okay. let's talk about the name, how, how did you come into that? So, uh, my my actual name is Nurani, mm-hmm. um, but Nur is the more Arabic term for it, Nur means light, mm-hmm. uh, divine light. So what I kind of and that's kind of what the preface of my music is. Want to make sure I can uh, brighten people's day up, inspire others, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like my name fits very well with my persona, my pr- and uh, just the way I do my music. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where my name comes from. You know, originated from Middle East. You know, mm. that's where it's at. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Dope, man. Dope. I I, I figured it, it was some it was something that had yeah, some to yeah. it. So so Got some layers that, to it. With, with my <laughs> nagging question out the way, we can start from the top, man. Let's, uh, let's sure. just talk about where you from, man. Where you grew up, man. Yeah, how was yeah. your childhood? Well, you know what? Damn, that's gonna be that's gonna be lengthy. Yeah, get into it, this? man. That's what we here for, uh, man. Uh, for sure, that's for what sure. that mic for, man. Yeah. You want me to look this way, by the way, or at the camera, man. It's up to you, man. Uh, However you feel comfortable, you can talk okay. to the people. You can talk I to can me. Talk to y'all. Subscribe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> subscribe no, to the channel no, right for now. For real, subscribe. Like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell. I got you. But. Uh well you know I'm from I'm from the north side of Chicago um Rogers Park area um mm-hmm. when it comes to my childhood Young Pappy what's up Young Pappy he, yeah he, yeah he, exactly a lot of people you know if you didn't know now you know Chicago hip hop originated in the north side of Chicago I don't know about all that man hey, look hey look I'm just saying what I'm saying you can fact you can fact check that do what you gotta do yeah I'm gonna have right? to fact check that I, I just so. can't be putting that out on Please the 290 so. on the like, 290 look, look. it's a 290 West Side show so I just can't put that out without research the man. truth hurts so That's I ain't gonna I call say. I ain't gonna say you lying <laughs> I'm, I just gotta do research man so hey, man, this is accredited by uh, to be continued viewers and listeners yeah you know I'll let them accredit it alright I'm not just <laughs> speaking out of my ass but uh, you know when it comes to my childhood you know it was a little rough you know like uh, there's a lot of uh, you know, lived in a family where there's a lot of domestic violence, a lot of alcoholism, a lot of mm. you know, trying trying to survive in that mode. Even mm. though I was in the north side of Chicago, you know, st- shit still happens. Mm. Um, just because we're you know, just because we're in a safer area doesn't mean you're in a safe household, right? Mm. That's kind of where my life was at, in a sense. Um, you know, and all throughout that, going to school, even then, like going to elementary school, charter school, and you know, with CPS, uh, you know, I was always the odd one out. So, um, kind of trying to play to my strengths when it comes to that now. Um, but yeah, my childhood was like filled with a lot of drama, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of flight or fight mode, a lot of, you know, you got to survive and kind of, uh, in that kind of sense. Um, and even like trying to like protect my family in that sense, like protecting my mom, especially my little sister at the time. Uh, that's something I really had to do, uh, back in the day. So when it comes to my childhood, you know, family was shit, school was shit, uh, <laughs> You know, but I was still still trying to try, still try to be a positive impact even right. when I was a little kid. That's why I, we're not just gonna gloss over that because yeah, I gotta. Yeah. I, I want to know. I want to know how in between you, you know, what I'm saying, experienced the domestic violence in yeah. the home and 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 you know, like you said, being an outcast and stuff like yeah. that. 
How did you come out from the other end of that talking about some? I just want to make other people happy and brighten up other people's days. Like some people would just be like, "Fuck everybody." Yeah. My family wasn't shit. Fuck everybody. This yeah. happened to me. What what kept you in that in that good man space? You know, there's there's two things. There's there's two paths of life. When you're in this situation, any situation where you have trauma in your life, there's two there's two paths where you can take. Can you take the path of uh, continuing that cycle and then becoming that yourself, or you can take a different path and see where it goes from there. Take the unknown path. Take a path you're not comfortable with, but you might get more fulfillment from. That's the kind of path I took. Mm-hmm. Um, and reason being is because, like I said, I had to protect my mom. I had to protect my sister. So, And I was raised in the mainly female household because of that because my father was working a lot, but then when he'd come home is when the shit would begin, right? So, <clears throat> you know, being being that I had a more feminine touch in that sense because of that, um, I feel like I was able to be more vulnerable as a person and really want to be able to um, help people rather than hurt. You know, I, I feel like that's something that, um, like I said, that perpetual cycle happens, right? You, ha- If one of your family is the abuser, you eventually become the abuser if you don't mm. do anything about it, right? If you mm. repress that shit down, it's going to come back up, you know? And unfortunately, that's just how it goes, right? Um, so I think the reason why I really wanted to help people is because I don't want to see anyone else in pain like how I was in pain. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, simply simply put, you know, like I don't... Why would I want to have anyone else endure something that I've had to endure, right? And it's something that... Um, I feel like that's also glossed over. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, a lot of people have different types of pain in their lives. Um, yet they just push it down, push it down until it comes back up. And then, you know, you don't realize the person that you've become. And I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest reason. Yeah, and, I, and I definitely think you got your head on straight. Cause just for an example, <laughs> my father wasn't yeah. the best father. So I was like every, when I had, whenever yeah. I had kids, I'm going to be the total opposite. You know what I'm saying? I'm not right. going to keep that going. So I definitely understand where you're coming from it's scary man because sometimes i think like oh man what if i become a shitty father you know mm-hmm. it's like oh what if like what if, if i develop if you the do, patterns then, and then that's your fault that's why yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, 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 firsthand what it's like right you know exactly exactly and like that i guess that's the biggest thing that is my biggest fear i don't want to do that to my kids mm-hmm. at all my future kids whatsoever and i don't want any of them to go, to go through that and that's you know and, that's, and it's a lot about working on yourself a lot of people are afraid to work on themselves because they don't know what they're going to find on the other mm-hmm. side they don't know what what lies ahead of them Well they're scared of the truth Yeah They're scared, scared the to truth. admit That my family yeah. might not be You know what I'm saying Like everybody else's family You know what I'm saying So Yeah and that's one thing Y'all let go of that pride I think that's mm-hmm. a big thing Let yeah. go of the ego Because it's not gonna take you anywhere 100% mm-hmm. Okay, man. Pre- appreciate <laughs> you. you, coming, pre- you? Pre- appreciate, <laughs> appreciate you letting us into yeah, your course, life, man. That, that's real dope, man. Appreciate the openness, man. You coming yeah, through the show. So we're gonna let's get to some music, man. Okay, so okay. what? In, in, in the midst of all this, man, you're going through a lot. What role yeah. is music playing in, in your life at that point To to um as you, as you got older? I Music was an escape, mm-hmm. 100%. You know, like, if you're feeling like shit, you know, you're feeling, you're feeling like you are the only person in the world who feels this way. Mm-hmm. Music will help with that. Music will make you feel like, oh, I'm not the only person who's felt this way. There's been multiple people who's felt, multiple, you know, millions of people who's felt this way. Um, and music, for me, was a deciding factor um, truly pursue this as a career. Um, I was originally supposed to become a doctor, you know, fulfill the Indian stereotype. Fuck it, right? Uh, I had two choices. I uh, and I kind of decided in high school what I wanted to do is either go into neuroscience or cardiology or oncology, you know, something, any something ology, you know, or you know, go through music. 
either way, what I wanted to do was help people, like I said before, like I said three times already. I either can help people physically with their ailments, you know, do some research, you know, see what the brain is all about, or I could focus on healing people mentally, spiritually, mm -hmm. emotionally. And I think that is a much, you know, as important as the physical side is, I feel like spiritually healing people, spirit, uh, you know, emotionally helping people, mentally helping, uh, helping people is a much more fulfilling feeling, quite honestly. I feel like that's something, you know, doctors can touch your, touch your body, but music can touch your heart, I feel like, you know, and that's something... You know, unless you're a car cardiologist surgeon, then, you know, maybe you can touch their heart too, but mm -hmm. not in that sense. Uh, <laughs> but um, that's the route I wanted to take. And that's mm -hmm. where music plays so much, uh, so much emphasis in my life because being bullied in school uh, and then going back to a, a, a very dysfunctional household, uh, feeling like I'm the odd one out in every situation, you know, even in religion, like in my community, I, I was still the odd one out, you know, I was just a weird kid. I'm still, I still am a weird guy, but here, you know, shit, you gotta embrace your weirdness and embrace your uniqueness because that's how you get far in life. You don't, you know, you don't, um, nobody likes a copycat. Nobody man. likes a copycat. <laughs> no, no one likes that. Uh, but yeah, that's where, that's where I, uh, that's where I lie with music. Mm -hmm. When, when no one was around music was. Okay, so if you don't mind me asking, yeah. so early, what 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 exactly was you listening to that you were gaining an emotional connection to? What 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 artists, what songs? I know I know back in my my not infancy, but uh, when I was coming up as adolescence, yeah. my man. So I, I listened to a lot of Eminem, man. You Same know here. What I'm was... Eminem, my first song I listened to from Eminem was Smack That. Oh yeah, Akon. Yeah, that's the first song I listened to, and I was like, "This." Is, I was like nine, ten years old. I'm like, "Oh yeah," no idea what it meant. I was just listening to it like, "This is cool." And then uh, in middle school, I remember um, one of my friends back in the day introduced me to Eminem fully. First song I listened to him exclusively was "Bagpipes from Baghdad." Oh man, this shit, this show on my <laughs> damn age, man. Because the first time I listened to Eminem really? was the Eminem show. Eminem show? <laughs> yeah, what was that? Relapse was that album, right? That yeah. had that particular song. Yeah, that's. Yeah. So I listened to Bad Packs from Baghdad, and I was kind of hooked from there. And then I just got fully into his discography. Um, then I kind of went to Lil Wayne. Then I went to Drake, Big Sean, Mac Miller. You know, now it's at Denzel Curry, Big. Uh, did I say Big Sean already? Yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, and a bunch of other artists. And then you know, kind of slowly started going to the R and B side uh, more recently. But it's been very heavy on hip hop, very heavy on uh, melodic hip hop, lyrical hip hop. And you know, just a bunch of niches in between, all the mm -hmm. fusions in between. Okay. Before before I get into the next part of yeah. your story, I want to know what are you listening to right now? If I'm scrolling through your playlist, you're scrolling me, through my five artists. I'm gonna see The yeah. Weekend, Saba, um, Roy Woods, Ariane Shaw, and Darcy. Uh, the last two are more smaller artists, but I feel like I've gotten a lot of inspiration from them, especially the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. So one hundred percent, yeah. And and if if you could rattle these off your top of your head, give me your your top three of all time. Top three of all time artists. Yes. All time. Oh man. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm really. I'm gonna put Eminem at number three, just mm. because, low key, my opinion, everyone's got him. He kind of ruined his legacy. 
in my opinion, the last few albums, I can't connect with them. I feel like he's more about, I want to be more technical. There's no soul in it anymore, in my opinion, right? That's why he's a number three. I put him there because he's still the reason I'm doing this, right? That's because he can't rap about the shit he used to rap about. He He rap about that shit now, he's going to get canceled. That, 100%, yes. Yeah, 100%. Um, Number two, I'm going to have to say, put me on the spot here, man, of all time. I took it from five to three. Five three. Five would have been easier. I would have said no order. Uh, number two, honestly, when it comes to how I've been inspired now, The weekend, Love okay. The weekend. Um, a lot of inspirations come from him in the past year and a half as well. What is it specifically about The weekend that oh, inspires gosh. you? The way he's able to use his voice, you know, modulating his voice, uh, the lyricism behind what he talks about, how dark his lyrics can be, but how uplifting the beat can be. Mm. You would think that it's not, you think it'd clash, but it works so well. When you're you're dancing to his music, but then when you listen to your lyrics, listen to the lyrics, you're like, damn, this is depressing, <laughs> right? It's just like you got eighty synth pop with like just oh, life is nothing, everything's meaningless, blah 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 blah. You're like, what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh number one, honestly, number one, if you're going straight off the bars, straight off just like hip hop in general, Kendrick Lamar. Oh, I just Kend- I was I was finna cut you off. I thought you was finna say Drizzy. No, no, I no. <laughs> Uh, I said straight yeah. off the bars, man. Okay. He's he's got commercial hype. That's cool. You know, he's the biggest artist of all time, but that doesn't I mean he's feel, the best artist. I feel of all like time. I feel like I feel like he going kind of commercial too, man. Giving Kendrick? people music, yeah, giving people music every five years and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he, I mean, you know, he used what? to do concerts at in the in the projects, man. Come I, on, you know man. what? But you don't be making money in the projects, do you? Right, but I'm saying, not, what I'm saying, but I'm saying, but this, I feel like that. That J. Cole holding on to music, yeah. you know what I'm saying? People, I kind of feel like it's like it's a little prima donna ish, man. Just for a, Kendrick, just, just a tad bit, just a tad man. bit, just a tad bit. I mean, you know what? I, I've been because you know a, the influence you are, you know, yeah, the people are yeah. waiting for it, you know what I'm saying? I will say, after Damn, Damn was probably his most commercial album, mm-hmm. I believe, you know, and I think for good reason because he wanted to have a bigger audience, a bigger, yeah, pool. for sure. That's inevitable, yeah, yeah, exactly. a great artist. And you know, he's you know, he's went through, he's went through what section eight. Good Kid, Mad City, uh, you know, To Pimp a Butterfly, blah, blah, blah. Like, all of them, all, like, underground. To Pimp a Butterfly lyrical. is definitely a T-Pad classic. T-Pad great. Oh, yeah. It's probably my only only Kendrick project I list, ever listened to. Like, no skips? Yeah, I, I just I just <laughs> don't, I'm not I'm not just a, a fan. It's just the style, the sound. Just yeah. Just not me personally, but. That makes you know, sense. It's a very unique style. Everybody has, has their own, you know, preference. So, oh, yeah. getting back to you. Yes. Getting back to why we're here. Good old Noor. Noor. Okay, so you vibing with the music, man. You coming up. When did you be like, when were you like, I'm going to write a song and I'm going to go just to what? What instant was that? Did somebody oh, walk in and you, know, you in the shower singing a song? I'm like, hey, you need to go to what the studio. What started it all? Yeah, what started like, because it, it's, it's, it, it, it's a step. It's a yeah. process to, to make a song. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It takes work. It takes effort. It takes research. Yeah. So. What was the instance where he was like, I'm finna take this time and research and, and make a song? I'm glad you asked because um, it really started, like, I think uh, after the summer before I became a freshman in high school. Um, one of my friends in the neighborhood, he was rapping and stuff. Or he, we were, like, freestyling and we had, like, plastic green mic that we were freestyling on. Just, like, you know, barbecue, you know. Sur- this is when I was in the Burbs, too. Like, uh, but... Just, you know, fucking around and shit. And uh, he was joking. I was saying, you know, like, shit, we can be rappers. Why not? I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, and then we both made a song uh, and, you know, 
completely honest, uh, it was complete garbage. As is the first time around, unless you're super talented like that. But it was 100% garbage. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I just made a song with <laughs> this acapella. Was you beating on oh, garbage yeah. cans? It was just like was a, a, on the MP3 player. You know what? We used we used uh, Reaper, like mm-hmm. the the soft audio software Reaper. It's a hood, man. Don't worry yes. about nothing. You <laughs> no, here outside here, man. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Uh, we used Reaper. Found a random beat on YouTube. We're like, all right, we're rocking with this. We're rocking with this. I think it was probably like another. It was probably like um. Uh, uh, instrumental of another song I think mm-hmm. it was One Train uh, With ASAP Rocky And all mm-hmm. them I think it was that Particular song That we made a track to um, <clears throat> And like I said You know Complete You know Garbage But at the same time It was a good stepping stone To realize like Oh man I really want to do this I really love doing it And I'm passionate About making this type of music mm-hmm. So yeah Okay okay <laughs> So I, I want to go back To this first song Yeah man. yeah yeah I want to talk What was the subject matter Like what was you talking about In this first song Oh man, man. Uh, talking about how much how, how you know how much of the shit I am you know mm. just talk you know just random shit like oh mm. I got you know I got bitches I got money but I'm I'm out here after graduating middle school you know just talking about some dumb shit like that was what a bedtime yeah, yeah time <laughs> yeah, to go to bed yeah for real we're just talking about you know with like pre pubescent you know like didn't have you know get my vo- uh, uh, voice cracks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, I was just talking about random shit. Just talking about that. Okay, and and what did you do with the song? Did you share it on on, on Facebook or MySpace at the time? Did you? Oh, uh, definitely what shared it? it on Facebook. Definitely uh, sent mass sent you know mass texted a bunch of people on my Facebook list. You that know? that takes confidence, man. For your first song, what, what confidence was the, or foolishness what, what, is the question. Yeah, true, true. We gotta put that on the scale. Yeah, right, what? right. <laughs> what was the reaction, man? A lot of people left me on red. <laughs> uh, that's that's the reaction said, I got. A lot of people you know? left me on red. A lot of or, people didn't even open it. I mean, you know what, bro? Like that's the thing. Like when I got into high school and stuff, and I was like really just vocal about like, yeah, I'm a rapper. I'm a hip hop artist. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Everyone was clowning me. You know, everyone was clowning me. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I was the typical Indian nerd who was really good at school, um, and I was in like I said at the time I was in the burbs. Full of white people, mm. um, and they're just like you know they're already racist to me in a sense. Call you know, I'll give an example. When Osama bin Laden died, a lot of people come mm. up to me saying, "Dang, your dad died." I'm like, "Yeah, one hundred percent." That's I'm like, crazy. Damn. Like, good thing I'm you know, it's fun crazy. being Muslim. It's fun being Muslim in America. Um, As well, like I wish it was a one-off instance too. No, it was multiple people. Um, I don't know how I would react. You know, you just you just do. You just trying to come to a new place in my life. You know what I'm saying? But that that sounds like a trigger, man. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't hard like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't like, oh, you what the fuck you call? You know, I was Mm. a short motherfucker. I was Mm. like, middle school, I was like four eight. Oh yeah, I was short. You know, I'm average now. Thank God. You know, better than be. You know, it's better than better to be five eight, five nine than to be four eight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but hey, look. You know, like I was, I was that kind of kid, and I was mm-hmm. a weird kid anyway. Because my parents would be on some dumb shit and be like, "Hey, put like this uh, hair oil that looked like you know, and like it was like red consistency." It was red and it was like oily. It would drip down and people would be like, "Oh, it's chicken blood." <laughs> so like, you know, at the, you know, I was just like, "All right, man, what the hell, and bro?" T- I'm, I, when I tell you that I was the odd one out, I was the odd one out. But you know, at that point, I was being clowned on. Like everyone used to make fun of me. Even in my religious community, people made fun of me. I was a laughing stock of a lot mm-hmm. of particular mosques in my area, mm-hmm. uh, in Chicago and Naperville and like you know everywhere else. 
But um, I still kept on going, you know. Like even though that was your initial reaction, I know there's people to this day that have li- that listened to my music in 2013, and that's all they've listened to, mm-hmm. and that's how they still look at me. And if they still look at me that way, they're fucking idiots. Because at that point, it's been 10 years. Mm-hmm. I I didn't even realize. You know what? The, you know what the funny thing is? Um, I've been taking vocal lessons the past year and a half. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I've been doing really good. I didn't realize how high of a range I have. I was looking up where my notes lie and looking at other artists. I have the exact same range as The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. The same length and what kind of notes he hits. Uh, and I just got perfected. So, like, you know, and you kind of heard at the performance. You know, I was hitting the yeah. notes. Coming, I was, I was getting up soon. there, you know? So, a, before um, or after this interview, we don't know yet. Right, right. right. <laughs> but coming soon. Right, coming soon, coming soon. But, um, you know... Uh, I don't, I, don't even, I don't even remember what the question was. But. Um, um, no, no worries, no worries, because because kind of walked into another question that yeah. I came up with as you were talking. If you don't mind, I like to talk yeah. about more about your culture sure. and, and your support system. Yeah. So, it, it sounds like, um, was it a strict household? If I left the driveway, I get a call. So, Good talk times. to me about now with you doing music. Yeah. Are they receptive? Is it? Is it? What's What's it like sharing your music with your with your family? Well, or is you know it just what? something that's that's separate? Um, I mean, I share my music with my family. I, they really ask more now than they have before. Um, my I chose the perfect time to tell them I was going to go to college for music, and that's when my parents were getting a divorce. They had other shit to worry about. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, all right, cool. Hey, y'all, torn this shit out. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for music. I'm going to Columbia. Gonna get a lot of debt. It's okay. Um, but now, you know, I, I had to convince my mom first almost. And I think she realized that I was going to go places with music when I, when I was 18, I actually uh, got the opportunity to get flown out to Dubai at the World Trade Center and perform over there. For yeah. Yeah. It's, it's part of my community Dubai as well. Shit, man. Yeah, it was, it was lit. You know, it was a good time. Um, you know, they paid for my flight, they paid for the food, the accommodations, you know, cool. It was really cool. Um, and I was there for like 10 days. I only performed for like 10 minutes. But like, you know, I was just fucking around and, you know, just at the deserts and, you know, doing bashing and stuff, uh, you know, looking at belly dancers and like, you know, had the hookah on my hand. And, you know, it was really fun. But um, uh, culturally speaking, once again, uh, it was really, you know, it was difficult at first. Find the right, found the right timing. Uh, of course, they're always spe- uh, skeptical, skeptical, Jesus Christ, concerned. Yeah, I can't for sure. Right now. Concerned, concerned about where the security of my finances lie in the future mm-hmm. right of course um but no you know i know me and i know when it comes to my book smarts when it comes to just my drive i know i can find something somewhere else right i felt like that was too and i don't even mean to sound braggadocious in that sense at all but i feel like that shit's too easy you know i can have an office job get paid 50k a year work nine to five for the rest of my life and then die i'd rather not do that i'd rather be dumb foolish enough confidence confident you know maybe cocky enough to go from you to go for something that's one in a million like music um and simply put you know i i can never imagine myself living that type of life nine mm-hmm. to five i can't do it you know i've done it like i've, I've been doing it now because i've had to you got to pay the bills you got to invest in yourself somehow you got to get the money for that but knowing that i've been doing this for a few years now i know for a fact i don't want to do it for the rest of my life i don't want to wait till i'm probably what by the time i'm 70s when they'll probably increase like the time for retirement mm-hmm. it used to be 65 it's like what 67 and a half right now i don't even know if it's <laughs> still retirement you know they talking about pensions drying up nah, and no shit. pensions like, you gotta save your damn money yep. man. no 401k <clears throat> r.i.p to you you know uh, i'm definitely quitting they taking that shit yeah <laughs> 
but uh, but this this, this economy. I, this this what I want to ask you. So you go from recording on, on Reaper yeah. and stuff to to what you just perform now. So yeah. When were you like? It's time to go to the studio. Did you Google where's the studio? How did you? I got up? recommendations from that one guy I was working with, mm-hmm. um, Soundscape Studios in Chicago. That was the first studio I've ever been on. R.I.P. It closed this year. It closed this year after oh, so yeah? long. Yeah, on West Chicago Ave. Um, I think I was like 16, 17 when I had like around 24, 2014 or something like that when I first went there, um, and. At the time, I was working at the mall, um, like seven, like during winter break and summer break, seventy hours a week, eighty hours a week. Christmas hours, I was working sixteen hours a day, every day, two weeks in a row. Just, well, to, yeah, just you work at Toys R Us. I worked at the. I worked at a. Just imagine the most typical. Well, you brown want to send help us, man? No. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine the most stereotypical brown, like Indian person job at the mall. <clears throat> And I was doing it. I don't, I don't Cell phone accessory racist. kiosk. Hey, look, I'll I'll say it for you. Don't don't cancel yourself. But I, I want to say it, man. All right, go for it. Let me Dunkin hear. Donuts. Huh? Donuts. No, not Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. <laughs> not Dunkin' Donuts. Like you know, like those stands in the middle of the yeah, mall. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. That's where what I was working about. at. Yeah. So cell phone accessory stands. Yeah. Uh, those fake chains and fake watches, like the really gaudy type. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I worked yeah. at those. I worked at um, all run by Indian folks, of course. Uh, I worked at uh, what's it called? Uh, proactive. I worked, you know, I worked at like just a bunch of uh, carts for eight bucks an hour, you know, working like. What was the experience like, man? Because you have to be, you have to deal with the (laughs) public, man. That's, you got to be an awesome man to deal with the public, man. Because you, especially in the mall, because you literally get a hundred different personalities coming up. That's true. I mean, you gotta, I like to, you know, and I guess it's a, it's not a good thing that this happened to me, but being that, you know, I've come through an environment where I've had to like, adapt and like be like a chameleon almost i can shift person like not shift personalities but code switch you know what i'm saying like adapt yeah you know if i'm with a certain group of people i'm a you know say things a certain type of way right um you know when it comes to that i'm sure y'all heard of code switching on tiktok i'm sure it's like oh you know you're at work you got your white people voice you know what i'm saying like that's what it is like hi how are you doing today rather than like hey yo what's up you know like two different things right so at the mall you meet all different types of people the only way, the best way to connect is to speak their language, right? Um, and I think that's, you know, and just being nice, being personable, being friendly. No one's, you know, if someone's going to be an asshole to someone who's, like, nice, kill them with kindness and go on with your day, right? Many people might not be able to do that. Many people might be like, hey, yo, you know, let's throw some hands right now. You know, like, we'll be, you know, we'll we'll duke it out right. in, the, in, the, in the food court, you know, like, whatever. But for me, I'm just like, let things go. I'm not, you know, that's not even my concern. My concern is making this goal, $500 goal, $1,000 goal for the day, whatever it was, you know, and I'm going to go to someone else who's interested and make was some money. Was you really selling $500 in phone cases? Oh, I was. Really? Others, not that much. Oh, yeah, bro. My first day, I remember uh, I remember I made like, at this one cart, I remember the owner was like, yeah, we barely make $250, $250 a day on this cart. First day, I made 750 for them. Yeah. At $8 an hour, blasphemous. That's crazy. And I asked that because I used to buy my <laughs> cell phone cases from the from the middle of the mall before I was an Amazon Prime. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Before you got them for five before bucks, I was an addict. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so um, what I wanted to ask you: Did you have the best phone case and best chain in the mall? I just got, I just got to ask you. One hundred percent. Yeah, the the biggest 100%. chain, the spinning G unit chain. The biggest, yeah, got the greenest <laughs> neck of my life. You know what I'm saying, bro? Just 
Yeah. I used to, I, I didn't have the chains. I had the watches. Okay, okay. I liked the really big faces, you know, uh, like, I just wanted to flaunt it. And, like, we were selling them for, like, 85 bucks. My, you know what the cost price is? $10. $10. We were finessing. That's what we do at malls. We finesse. That's what it is. If a person I'm gonna have to clip bucks, this shit, man. I'm hey, gonna put this shit hey, out look. right now. Hey, don't cancel me. All them chains you rappers win, man. Hey, look. If you had a chance to finesse, you would too. We had to. I had to. I was hey, that's not finesse. It's called that's, a profit, sir. It's yeah, we're we're increasing profit margins. That's the way to say. We're not it's called, it's we're called getting in the green, margins. man. <laughs> I didn't see any of that. I was still getting paid eight dollars an hour. <laughs> man. But even with cell phone cases, you know, people started like thirty bucks for a phone case. Right. People are gonna be like, nah, I'm not gonna pay that. Okay, so the next question is. What's your budget? Uh, uh, you know, I got 20 bucks. All right, cool. I would have sold it for 10 bucks if you asked. You know, like, but you didn't uh, ask. You said 20 bucks. I'm going to sell it to you for 20 bucks. I'm going to get a new phone <laughs> case tomorrow. <laughs> like, this key. phone case is 50. Right, I, right? I only have 499, <laughs> sir. Nah, they're not going to do it for less than 10 bucks. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. But tempered glass, you know, the things they put yeah. to your uh, things on the break. Yeah. You know how much that costs? Like 25 cents to a dollar. You know how much we sell it for? As high as we can. As high as we can. 20 to 40 bucks is the range. I think I need to um, <laughs> investigate and open Invest- an online store, man. And just drop shipping, yeah. just do all of that, just ship it over, you know, sell the tempered glass and stuff. Man. It's cheap. Damn, man. I'm but even, like, mall culture is dead now. You know, like, no one goes, like, because Amazon yeah. Prime, mm-hmm. no one's going to the mall. So, mm-hmm. like, it's a dying business, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. My mom tried to start up a business like that, selling cell phone cases. She tried to make her own niche selling, like, wooden cell phone cases, mm-hmm. which is really cool. It looked really cool. But, like, Foot traffic's not there anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it hasn't been there for a long time. And speaking from a guy who's worked at at the mall for so long, like from age fifteen to like twenty one, I've seen it go downhill real quick. Especially because of mm-hmm. Amazon, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one wants to go anymore. You know, why would you go when you can just go online, exactly. go on your phone, be like, all right, I got it. I, I literally yeah. only go f- go for shoes. At this <laughs> yeah, exactly. Point, at this point, you want to so. go for stuff that you that you know might be fake if you get it online. Shoes, uh, it might be fake if you get it online. You want to get the real stuff. Man, is, <laughs> you don't know what nothing that is now. You can buy fake anything online, That's man. True. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You can buy fake money online. Fake so, <laughs> so buy fake money with real money. Right. It's, it's crazy world we live in. But uh, okay, let's get to the music, man. 100%. Before I get you up out of here, man, just yeah, talk yeah, to yeah. me about what you got going on right now, man. If somebody click on to 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 one of your pages, what can they expect? What kind of let let me let me make this more specific. Sure, okay. Who do you make music for? You know what? I, I'm a bio. I'm gonna say the same thing I put in my bio. I make music for people who want to feel enlightened. I want to. I'm. Like I said, I want to try to spread as much light as I can to anyone who wants to resonate with it. Um, the people I make music for is for people who, you know, wants in days where they want to just enjoy and just you know just bop to something, or other days where they really want to listen to the lyrics and understand what I'm trying to say and be like, damn, that's some real ass shit, right? Uh, it's for everybody, but specifically, you know, it's for people who's gone through stuff. It's for people who. Um, want to know what's real but also want to catch a vibe like I said like how The weekend does mm-hmm. makes depressing ass songs makes uh, and, and he makes it sound so uplifting and upbeat that's kind of what I do you know sometimes I'm more uplifting sometimes I'm more you know down sometimes I'm more aggressive sometimes I'm more chill you know I make a little bit of everything because I really want to be you know I really want to cater to a you know big pool of people just because I want to be relatable I want to be able to like I said Spread that light some some way somehow. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. Okay. So so and, and still speaking in that same vein, yeah. when when you're creating music, especially you know what I'm saying, because the last few artists I asked that question to, they that the answer was for myself. You know what I'm saying. Mm. So it kind of this next question I asked them kind of throws you know what I'm saying a, a monkey wrench in, sure. in, in the discussion. So I always be like, so when you're creating music. Do you instinctively be like, I gotta have a song for the ladies, I gotta have one for the club, I gotta have one for late nights, you know what I'm saying? It used to be that way. Mm -hmm. It used to be that way until I really found my sound. I think the past year and a half especially, I've been, like I said, taking the vocal lessons. I have given less thought about what other people would enjoy because now I know what other people enjoy is me being genuine. Mm -hmm. For sure. Right? And... So now I go to the studio with nothing in mind. I have no lyrics down. I heard the beat the day before. I'm like, you know, all right, let me get some melodies. Or, you know, whatever it may be, right? And then I'll be like, okay, now I got a famous reference. I don't know what lyrics I'm going to put, but I'm going to put something, whatever I'm feeling. I apologize for that. There we go. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, it's, it is more for, you know, I make music more for the people. But I'm more genuine and in tune with myself, and mm-hmm. I know that will be for the people. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, I feel I feel yeah. you, man. So, so what's the goal? What What do you hope to? What 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 do you go to the studio for? What do you make music for? What do you hope to get out of it? Um, honestly, you know, I I would be lying if I if I didn't if I if I said it wasn't for you know the credibility, the validation, accolades, blah blah blah. Right? Every artist wants that. We all have an ego. We all want. We all have that selfishness. But at the same time, you know, there's people who are that way and then do it only for that. And there's people like myself. Yes, we want that shit, too. Of course we do. But I also want to make a bigger positive impact in the world that, you know, that can really help. Like I said, going back to my point, either choosing medicine or music. I chose music because I want I want to he- uh, heal people spiritually, emotionally, mentally um, and really just resonate with you as the listener. And I want to make sure that whatever you're listening to, whatever you're going through, I can have something for you to help you in your process in life, whatever spiritual awakening you're going through, whatever, you know, challenges in life you're going through. At the end of the day, what my music is about is saying, fuck all that, going through it, you know, going after those hurdles, going after those obstacles, pushing them aside and going straight to the goal. I, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's my biggest thing. And if it's kind of like, oh, if I can do it, you can, right? It takes years of work. It takes years of work. I'm not even where I want to be, and it's been a decade I've been doing this. But I found myself in a position where I can really propel myself now because I found myself through my music. And I know now, from this point forward, that I'm going to be at a place where I can't even imagine thinking about like 10 years ago. Um, And it'll be because of my fans. It'll be because of you new listeners, new fans coming to me saying, oh, you know, okay, I like what he's talking about. Let me see what he's about. Um... And, you know, going forward from there, right? Hopefully you'll see me in the big big leagues. We'll see, right? Let me get that double XL freshman list. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Man, because you're definitely working. And it's another thing Appreciate I want to talk about real quick before you go is, you know what I'm saying? I just want you to talk about the investments that you've made. You know what I'm saying? Just from me on the outside looking in, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I research everybody yeah. before they come, you know what I'm saying? Just perusing through your social media yeah, your music and stuff like that. I can tell that you invest into... <clears throat> into your craft So But that's not something A lot of artists do They think they just Make a song And upload the link And yes. with no artwork Or anything like that So where did you learn That difference Where it takes You actually have to Put in To, to get To get an outcome I guess it was more so If you want to be Taken seriously You gotta You gotta be serious 
I like, and that's why I was working like a hundred hours a week in the winters and the summers, you know, for eight dollars an hour, because that was gonna be put into something as an investment as a person. You know, like I could have, I could have spent it on shoes. I could have spent it on whatever the hell. I could have gone to a lot of trips, you know, and done a lot. I could have, you know, like I think I, I think at this point in the past ten years, especially in the past three years, I've invested five figures, one hundred percent, probably at least thirty k. Thirty. Thirty. That you know, like the last two songs, I probably put in three thousand, thirty five hundred dollars that I've done, and that's just studio time, artwork, marketing, you know, and stuff like that. But I've always you're like thirty. <laughs> um, say because I I can do your studio time, I can do your artwork. You know what I'm saying? You just give me fat. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Hey, studio time's expensive. Like, I think. Well, you know what? Now because like back in the day, I think for one song, I probably uh, did an hour and a half of studio time. So I would come in with three hours, right? Because I two songs. That's one. That's kind of like another first. You know what yeah. I'm saying? A lot of artists I talk to, they like, man, the studio expensive. So I <laughs> ask them how they come. They yeah. be like, I come with everything already ready, so I can. But a lot of art. Specifically say yeah. I don't go to the studio You know what I'm saying And basically freestyle Because It costs It's expensive It costs money to do it And this is what I learned though And I'm lucky and blessed enough To be able to be in a position Where I was able to save A certain amount of money Per month from my job mm-hmm. I think like Every month I probably put in like 700 towards the music Just mm-hmm. to have like Alright this is for my music Specifically Not a lot of people can do that I understand You know it is what it is But back in the day It wasn't like that either That was pretty recent Right Um but like now, one song I'm probably gonna put in ten hours in a studio session. Ten. Ten hours. hours. Ten hours for one song because I want to. Album's gonna come out like Kendrick, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why, like, once you, once you hear running, um, you know, uh, my song that came out uh, on January sixth, um, you'll hear that. Like, it used to be one and a half hours. You you can hear how that sounds. You can hear how a ten hour song uh, mm-hmm. sounds, right? Ten hours in studio time, not in elapsed, right? <laughs> not in minutes elapsed. Jesus Christ, I apologize. Man, for that's that. Def Jam, man. Yeah, for yeah. real. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so let me ask you this. I, I know I keep saying let me ask you this. You're good, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna let y'all get for. up out of here, man, soon. But uh so with you having that worth ethic ethic, how is it working with engineers? You know, do you have a specific engineer that you work with? Is it a specific group? How how is that? Because I know some some engineers yeah. like to work differently. Some engineers just want to record and yeah. mix without you there and send it to you. So I was, I'm very much a sponge. Mm-hmm. I'm a very, I'm very much a curious person. I ask a shit ton of questions to the point where it might annoy you. And that's okay. I'm also a very antsy person. I'm in the studio because I'm like, oh man, how is this, how is this one symbol in this one section, in this one half, half of a second, how does that sound, right? I'm very uh, uh, anal about that. I'm trying to be a lot easier with that because, you know, that definitely hurts the relationship. But at first, Soundscape was my, you know, was my thing. I used to work with uh, two people specifically, Jabari and Aiden, uh, or Boathouse, uh, I should say. And, you know, they really helped me cultivate my sound. More recently, though, um, especially since Soundscape is closed, but a year before that, I worked with this uh, with this uh, engineer. His name's Jake, Jake Smith. Um, he made both. Uh, he made he made uh, the production. He's my engineer as well. And it's just a lot of synergy that we have together. Um, and he's really, really helped just boost me up when it comes to me being an artist and uh, making that switch from doing more lyrical hip hop to melodic hip hop or R and B alternative hip hop with hip hop elements. Um, you know, even more so on the pop side, just because we're really utilizing my range as uh, my vocal range. Um, 
But, you know, that when it comes to the relationships, I've always asked questions. I've always asked, like, is this good enough? And, you know, it could be a confidence thing. Uh, but now, like I said, I'm realizing, you know, my own power. I'm realizing that I don't need to ask those questions because I know I'm able to get to that point. Now I'm taking more charge, but it's really more of us, uh, you know, bouncing off ideas off each other kind of time, which I really appreciate from Jake. So shout out to you, Jake. You know, we're going to we're going to make it. I swear to God. Okay, okay. So I swear this is my last question. For sure. Okay, so <clears throat> I, I love your energy, man. Thank you. you it seems like you got your head on straight, man. You don't let you overcome obstacles, and that's definitely dope. Is there ever an instance where you do rec- make a song, record a song, and you don't like it? And if you do, well, what what happens next? This is where this is where the strange relationships begin, because I listen to a song. And rather than thinking about all the good things about the song, I think about all the bad things about the song. Even if it's the most minute, minuscule details. Literally the most... Era- if you were if you were the listener were to listen to it, you would not hear them at all. But me as an artist, me... And I'm not even saying, oh, I'm the artist, blah, blah, blah. But me as a very analytical, uh, almost obsessed individual, when it comes to my music, I will point it out. And then I'll hit up my manager like, yo, this is... Uh, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, calm down. No one's going to notice it. It's all right. You know, if we can change it, we'll try something different and we'll go from there. But you don't have to worry about that. Um, so it's kind of more so talking myself down. Like, all right, you know, like, you're okay, Narani. It's okay. The song is great. You know, you're not you're not going to be perfect. That's a delusion itself. Being perfect is a delusion, right? So the song is good. It's going to be great. Just, you know, do better than the next song. I think that's a bigger thing now. How do you how do you debut a song? Do you, is it strictly with like your friends and family first, or is it um, stri- straight online? Is it with? Um, I definitely I definitely uh, send it to like my close knit friend group, right? Probably like five to ten people. They hear it first, right when I right when I'm done recording it. I get their opinions and I get their feedback. Uh, if there's anything consistent, I'll work on that because if mm-hmm. it's consistent, then it's an issue, right? If it's something that's like subjective. You know, so, oh, I would have liked this happening here. I'll take it into consideration. If I like the idea, then I'll definitely, you know, consider it and kind of implement it if that's the case. Um, but after that, the release would be, you know, online, uh, you know, going on different platforms like Submit Hub to get, you know, playlist placements or, you know, pitching to Spotify, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, my distribution is through The Orchard, which is a Sony affiliate. Um, so, you know, they do my sync placements and all that <coughs> stuff if I get one. Uh, fingers crossed. And, um, yeah, you know, it's all about making the connections to get to that point, right? Like, saying, oh, I'm from, you know, I got my shit at the Orchard. I got, mm-hmm. I got a Sony affiliate on me. You know, it takes, like, the right people to make those connections and also having the, those long-lasting relationships. Um, you want to make sure you're nice to people. Don't For be sure. a pushover, but be nice to people. Be don't kind. be an asshole, guys. Yeah, don't be an asshole. <laughs> 100%. For sure. For sure. Lesson all right, learned. Don't man. do that shit. Before you go, man, tell the people where they can reach out to you on social media, 100%. where they can find the music, where they can get to know you, okay. all that good stuff. Yeah, I mainly, it's going, it's going to go off every five hey, minutes. Hey, Def Jam, man. they don't call yeah, more than three yeah, times, bro, man. Bro. Um, like I said, Running by Noor, myself, came out two weeks ago, January 6th. It might be more once we get this release, that's fine. Um, find me on Music by Noor, N-O-O-R, mainly on Instagram. Once you go on Instagram, You'll find my link tree. Once you click on that, you'll find everything else. If you type in Noor running on uh, Spotify or Apple Music, title, whatever, I'll be there. Uh, if you can't do that, type in my Noor Phoenix. You'll find that too. That's my last EP that I dropped. That's where the, the more hip-hop, lyrical side is at. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm just happy just to say hello to my new fans and uh, 
you know, hopefully you'll be with me throughout the way and see the improvement. All right, man, for sure, man. Like <laughs> I said, man, you definitely heading in the right direction. You definitely Appreciate got you, a, a beautiful mindset on, on, on things in life, man. So keep that going on, and I'm pretty sure whatever goals you got, you are going to accomplish, man. Appreciate so, you, man. I thank you for letting me be here. Man, for sure, man. It's an <laughs> honor. It's a pleasure, man. Can't wait to have you back, man, because like I 100%. said, I see the investment. I see you yeah. working, so I know we're going to have plenty more to talk about, man. So enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you. In thank a minute, you. gang.